Good morning, Little Princess. This is Oprah Traded at Little Princess Talk Time. I have a lot of information to give you. I thought I would be able to go through a whole scenario of looking up a stock, determining whether you want to do it, and then looking at an option contract. But that's not going to happen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through the steps of what you would initially do. And tomorrow morning, I will do another um, um, I would do another podcast on on this particular company we're going to look at and that way that will show you give you step by step of how to go in and and choose okay so let's get started because this is a lot of information today is thursday the twenty. um what is this the third or the fourth it's either the third or the fourth okay so let's get started we're gonna do i since no one sent me a company that they were interested in i pick one for you and I basically pick one that's going through the process of getting ready to, that's going through conversions. Remember, we talk about divergent and convergent. You can go back and look at those, um, listen to those podcasts if you didn't understand. But I want you to see a picture of a of a stock turning over from a long-term uh, bear market and getting ready to go up into a, a, a bull market. And you need to see that so that you can know um what's happening and how to how to trade it okay so the stock that i picked was ford so i'm sure everybody knows ford motor company okay so what you will go is you will google sec.gov then you will go to once that came up you would uh put ford ticker in the in the symbol box then you will click on it it will take you to it would say you're going to look for the quarterly report and it's called 10-Q and you are going to click on that. You're going to click on the document part of that, not on the interactive. You're going to click on the document part of that and then it will take you inside of sec.gov. And once you inside that, that top line should say 10-Q. Then you're going to go over to your right and click on that red. And it will bring you up Ford Motor Company symbol. It will say all the things about Ford Motor Company. And you're going to go down. You're going to go down and scroll down to the consolidated income tax. Now, we're going to do a little. We're going to look at a consolidated income tax this time. Last time, we looked at the balance sheet. So, today, we're going to look at both. So, you're going to go down to consolidated income statement. And then, you're going to look at the... In this particular one, you're going to look at the second quarter. We're only looking at the second quarter because that's the quarter that they're in where they are reporting income, okay? And then you're going to look next to that, and you should see, um, wow, you should see 53, actually everything is in millions. You first want to check and see whether it's in millions or thousands, and everything is in Million. So you will see 53529, something to that effect. I don't forgot what it is. Okay, so then you're going to, um, that will be your, that's your revenue income for that quarter. Then you're going to go down to the net income on that paper. So it's going to take out all the expenses and everything that they had to pay. And you should see a net income of $1,118 million. So you should see one, 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 eight. Okay. 
And what we're going to do is when you comparing uh, a company to see if you want to invest your money in that company, you want to know whether it's in a bull market or it's in a bear market. So we're going to use something called the Fed model, but not exactly the Fed model because they, they use the 10-year uh, government bond. We're not going to use the 10-year government bond to compare it with. We're going to use the, the long-term corporate Moody AAA bond to, to compare it to. And once you, this will tell you what kind of valuation is on this um, uh, stock and whether it's in a bull market or whether it's in a bear market. So, and then over that, you're going to put the price of the stock. So the stock today is $6.95, where I'm at, on September the 2nd, and today is September the 3rd. Okay, so you're going to divide that 1118 into uh, the stock price, I don't know whatever your numbers is over there, but this is my numbers in the U.S. This is U.S. $6.95. You're going to divide that into that. You're going to put it in the calculator. You're going to put the 1118 in first, then click the divi- division sign, then click put the price in, $6.95, and then you're going to hit equal. And it should give you some numbers. And what it gives you is... It should give you one six zero point then some number. We're not gonna look at the half that we're gonna stick with the whole number. Uh and then the whole number on that is one hundred and sixty. So one hundred and sixty, then you're gonna compare it to you're gonna compare it to the corporate bond. So in the United States, the Moody corporate bond um long term value um yield is six point seven one. So you comparing it to 6.71. So it's 6.71 and it's way, this is, this equity stock is at 160%. That's the yield that is showing between the net earning and the price. So that tells you that it's in a bull market. So basically if the bond rate is higher than the stock yield, that tells you that the market is in a bear market. It's going to be bearish. If the stock, if the stock yield is higher than the bond yield, then the market is in a bull market. When you compare, okay. So, little princess, that's one way of determining what whether this market is, is going to be in a bull market or a bear market. If the yield for the for the net earning over the over the um the stock price is higher than the bond yield then it's in a bullish market if the yield for the bond market is higher than the stock yield then it's going to be in a bearish okay so we now we got that settled then I want you to go down a little bit further in your um, SEC. Go on down to consolidated balance sheets. And we already done one of these, but I'm going to do another one because you can do it all at one time. So go down to the current total of assets. Your current, not the total, just current. So the current asset is one. 
124,111. So it's 124,111. Okay. And then you're going to draw a line over. We're going to do some more division. Go down to your current total liabilities. Your current total liabilities. And the current total liability is 92780000 So, you're going to divide that. 124111 divided by 927780. And it should give you a 1.34. So, basically what this is, this is the cash ratio to the debt ratio. So when you're looking at the cash ratio to the debt ratio, ideal. This is not, remember this is not a, this is not a science. This is an art. The ideal that I like to have is two to one. The reason why I say that is because two to one tells you you have twice the amount of, amount of cash than you have debt. So if you if your debt was to suddenly become due for whatever God the reason would be you would be able to pay your debt off. So you really need a two-to-one. But it's different industry except different things. So you have to you have to make this call whether you want to put your money in this stock. Because remember, when you put your money into this stock, you're becoming a part of that company. So, you, you know, so that depends on you. So most companies have between... Um, 1.50 to 1.30. So they have one to, they can have one to five, or they can have one to three, three or three, nine or three, something, somewhere in that price range. So you have to really decide whether you like the company, whether you like the way they do their business, whether you like how they handle their customers. You have to make that decision. Okay. So, um, that's the cash ratio to debt. Sometimes on the side of these, they have notes. Like it has notes in, in this particular one and four. And the notes are talking about the pandemic that has happened, how may, it has affected their finances, and what it should look like in the future. You need to read those notes. Because sometimes in those notes, they tell you whether the Somebody is retiring, it could be the CEO, it could be the chief financial officer, it could be someone of importance that's making a difference in whether the company does well or whether the company does not do well. So you need to read those notes. The other piece to that is um, the other piece to that is Let's go to the chart now. Okay. All right. When you go to the chart, that's, uh, you can come out of that now. That's basically all you probably need to do right now for to look in, looking in the SEC.gov and checking on that company. So what you need to do is now go to, go to Google. Stockchart.com is called stockcharts.com. And click on... Uh, in the symbol part, you want to put an L for Ford. And then in the period, you want to put daily. Okay. And so 
you're going to click up and then I don't know what it actually has there. If it has, this is what I want you to have in it. It should have an RSI and you can, if you don't have the RSI in there, then you can go down and go down to the overlay, find, find RSI and click on that. And then once you click on that, put in, in the parameters 10 and then update it. Okay, so if you've been following me, you know that if you're using the free charts, sometimes they don't put everything that I may have on my charts. And sometimes it doesn't keep it there. Somebody else may have come and used it and taken it out. So you need to make sure you have the RSI on there. I want you to have the William percentage. If you don't know how to put these in, you need to go back to the, to the, to the podcast and find it and, and learn how to do it and put them in. I want you to be able to see this. So you put the 14% William behind the stock prices. You put the 125% William below the price, below the, uh, it says, you can say behind the prices, above it or below, you put it below. And then in the, you wanna put the 28% day William and it will say uh, the same thing. So you wanna put it below. And then you want to make sure you have the stochastic. And then you want to make sure you have, um, uh, what else? I think that's it. That's it. So you make sure you have those indicators in there. And the reason why I, I say have those indicators in there, go back and look at, listen to the indicator chart if uh, podcast if you don't know. If there's someone that's just, just getting in. Okay, go back and listen to those and then put those in. And then what's going to happen is you update those charts. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at whether we want to trade this stock or not. You know, let's say that we all gung-ho for it. Let's say that everything that your criteria is may not be my criteria. So as far as I'm concerned, they got, they got one to three. They got one and a third amount of cash to their debt. So they're able to pay their debt. And the only part with that is the reason why I like two to one is because if you got two to one, you can take 1% of all the money. You can take 1% of the money that you have and pay off your debt, but you still have enough to try to restart your business. So basically, if you got only three, three, 34% of that amount of money left, and that will probably be a lot because we're talking about millions so that would probably be enough to just get started, but you might have to get some more cash if something was to happen to your company. So basically, it's not a bad thing, but it is, I just like to be on the safe side. Okay, so now let's go and um, look at the chart. So if you look at the chart, we're going to look at the daily first. So when you look at the daily, anytime you're purchasing, uh, anytime you're considering purchasing a stock, you want to make sure that that stock closes above the 200-day moving average. If it closes above the 200-day moving average, it's definitely getting ready to go into a long-term trend. And I usually make sure it's above. This is not, this is not necessarily what it has to do, but I usually make sure it closes above the 200-day moving average in the weekly. So, you need to check that. On the daily, it is above it. So, it closes at $6.95. And if you go and look 
um, well, let's finish. So when you see that, looking at that picture, you see that the 200-day the the moving average is below the price. It is very just a little bit below it, but it closed below it. And then you have the, uh, up under that is the 50-day moving average. That's not exactly how it's supposed to look. I, that's why I want you to look at it. So basically what happened as the price rises, the, the indicator will, the 200-day indicator will continue to drop and drop until it drops below the, the 50-day moving average. And while the prices are rising, the 50-day moving average will continue to rise up so that they are just below the prices. And then that will be in that would be a complete conversion. And that's what I wanted you to see so that you can know when you can get in early. So this is an early get in so that you can buy the stock if you want to purchase it with money or you can buy the options at a cheaper price. Okay. So once you've done that, then I want you to look at the fifth, look at the William percentage that uh, the 14% William percentage that you have behind the stock prices on your chart. So it's like an overlay in the chart. So when you look at that and you look at the way go down to the day that day's price of 6.95 and then go up, that arrow has crossed the 50% line. So anytime the arrow has fully crossed the 50% line at that particular moment it is in a up move. The closer it gets up to the 20% line, the closer you know that it is going to be a long term, it's going to be in a bullish trend for a while. So I need you to look at that. And then I want you to look at the candlestick pattern. Okay, so now this is why I say you sometimes need, um, you need to have the, um, package for this charting service it's only $14.95 well I started at $14.95 earlier this year so I don't know what it's at now but that's what it costs but um so you're looking at the candlestick pattern to determine whether we should get in this market and guess what we're looking at we're looking at the candlestick pattern that we have seen if you look on that daily chart I think it's on the daily um if you look on the daily chart I want to say it's the morning star it's a morning star coming from a lower position going getting ready to go up that's a bullish sign that's your first that's your second bullish sign and then when you look at that panel I think you got a dark candle then you got something like a plus or a spinning top in the middle of it and then you got a bullish candle that surpasses it that's a morning that's the morning star so it's getting ready to go so it's telling you that it's in a bullish pattern Okay, if you look on the four-hour chart, that's you can't see. On the four-hour chart, you have a spinning top, and then I think you have a long bullish candle. That's an indication that it's going up. Okay, so you have confirmation in each. Um, you want to have confirmation in each setting. So the other confirmation that you have in the four-hour chart is, guess what? The 200-day moving average is in place. The 50-day moving average is in place. So the 50-day moving average in the 4-hour chart 
is behind prices. And the 200-day moving average is behind the 50-day moving average. So everything is the way it's supposed to be. So that's the earliest indication that you could get that this stock is fit to go up. Okay, what else did I want to tell you? I told you about the candlestick pattern. I told you about... Oh, if you look at the Williams percentage, the long-term William percentage, the long-term William percentage is... Um, 125 days. So in the parameter, you will put 125 days and then update it. Okay. So when you look at that, in order for a stock to have reached the long-term, long-term back prices, because basically you're looking at back prices compared to, to current prices, it is almost at the 20%. It is that the negative 20 Point nine zero. It only has to go point nine zero of a ways up, which will probably happen today. And you will have it has actually crossed over into the long term percentage. So the one hundred and twenty five day long term average percentage is much higher than the fourteen day average percentage. The fourteen day average percentage just it it passes the fifty percent dotted line mark. But it hasn't reached the, the 20% yet. And so the long term also telling you it's bullish. So these are things that you look at when you're trying to confirm what you're doing on your charting. Whether you're day trading, whether you're regular trading, you look at all these things. You set up your own criteria and method. You set up your own strategy so that you can, so that your stock can be a win-win. And this is why I wanted to teach you everything. The other piece to that is uh, now, if I was going to teach you about the option, I did go and look at it because I'm potentially thinking of getting into this. Okay, so yesterday I looked at it, and what it says is um. If you go down to the strike price, remember I talked about strike price. So if you don't understand strike prices, you got to go back and look at that and listen to that podcast. All right. The strike price, you basically, when you're purchasing a, a option contract, if you think it's going to go up, it's called a call option. So you want to purchase the call option. So basically you go down to the price of the stock. So if the stock price is at this uh, we're talking about Ford. Ford is at six ninety five. So you want to go down to the uh, to six ninety five if they have a contract at six ninety five. Yesterday I looked, they don't. They had a five fifty and they had a seven dollar. At at six ninety five, you can get in either whichever one is the cheapest. If that if you're thinking about it in that way. I always like to get in the one above, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you already have almost two points higher in it. So when you're paying for it, okay, so let's say that the the, um, the price of what it costs to get into a contract for uh, the 550 was yesterday, it was two, 2.33. So I told you that each option is 100 shares so basically you multiply 
times 100, and what you will get is $233. So you can control 100 shares of Ford stock for $233. If you buy 100 shares, it's going to cost you $695 plus commission. Okay, so that's why options are cheaper. And so that's why I would get it, it get into, if I was getting in, that's where I would get it in if I wanted to get into option. You can use options to control more shares of a, of a particular company if they at this type of prices. Tech stocks options are higher in that cost more, a little bit more, but they move a lot faster too. So, but when they come down, they come down a lot faster. So you have to decide where you fit in. You have to decide where your comfort level is. Okay, so the other thing I want to say to that, I will go into much more detail with that tomorrow. And so that you can uh, see and learn how to choose. All right, this is Oprah Trade, Little Princess. You need to look at your stuff and study this after tomorrow, we will not, we will begin to go into um, currency, and we will um, I will continue alternating every now and then between currencies and stocks. Until next time, little princess, take care of yourself. Bye. Thank you.